All right, the first question is from Lachlan, and it's a really good one. He says, best tips to work on the confidence muscle and improve, especially in relation to people skills and imposter syndrome? Ooh, good question. And confidence and imposter syndrome is definitely something I have dealt with myself many times over my career and even now in my business. I think think the first thing I would say around improving confidence and managing imposter syndrome is to try to reframe them as being good things where you can because there are plenty of things that we do with confidence and without those little gremlin imposters popping up, right? Like we probably, we can, we, for most of us, I would say we drive a car and we feel pretty confident doing it. We probably ride a bike, we might swim, we eat food, we shower, and we do those with confidence because we've done them enough times and we have enough data around them to know that we can. And so I think when we don't feel as confident or our imposter kind of creeps in, it's usually because we're doing something that's a bit uncomfortable. And we also know that growth happens on the other side of that. So I think the first thing I would say around building that confidence muscle and navigating the imposters is to try to reframe them as being good things because they only ever creep up when your brain is a little bit uncomfortable and it's trying to keep you safe. So that would be the first thing, reframe the messages. The second thing I would say to help yourself is to build a brag book. If you haven't got one already, I mean, call it whatever you like. I like to call them brag books. And it's basically just a list that you keep somewhere, whether it's on your laptop, in your phone, of your achievements and your accomplishments along the way. And the beauty of a brag book is multiple things, but the two main ones that kind of come to mind for me are from a confidence building perspective, it's helping you collate more and more data and more and more evidence of all of the things that you have done before that you probably found really difficult at the time and you probably didn't feel that confident in. But secondly, when it comes to things like performance conversations with your manager or your team and you're sitting there thinking, oh God, what have I actually done? What have I achieved? You've already got it all there staring you back in the face. So that would be the kind of practical piece of advice I'd give is around having a brag book. The third piece I would give, and then I'll see what you've got because I bet you've got heaps of good advice too, Shelley. The third piece is I, I really like to imagine that I have debating team A and B in my mind. And debating team A's job is basically to derail me. So that is where all of those thoughts around like, who are you to do this? You can't do this. If you say that and you're wrong, you're going to look like an idiot. Like all of the all of those little voices that come up when I'm not feeling that confident. That's debating team A. Debating team B's job is to challenge the hell out of debating team A with questions like, well, how do you know that to be true? What evidence do you have is true? What data do you have that people think you're stupid or you're not capable or you don't deserve this role? And really deliberately use debating team B to challenge those thoughts because more often than not, when we start doing that, we're able to kind of go, hmm, actually I don't have a huge basis for this. Then we tap into the evidence that we do have, which is that you can do hard things and you've got your brag book and your list to prove all of the hard things that you've done before. So those, there's a heaps more I could say, but I feel like those are kind of the three things that I would give as a starting point. Reframe what confidence and imposter syndrome are, build a brag book and engage debating team A and B in your mind. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I love that debating team A and B. I've never thought about that concept, but back in high school, I was one of those like you know, lame people that were on the debate team. And I remember like writing the rebuttals when someone would be talking on the other debate team, the affirmative, and I was the negative. All I'd be doing is scribbling down the rebuttals, like the arguments against what they were saying. And I love that concept. Like imagine every time you get that like automatic negative thought, we've talked about that on the podcast before, you, your number one job, Lachlan, is to write down what's the rebuttal? What's the argument against that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you see that as your job, then you're going to get proactive about going, you know what, my automatic negative thought is that I don't have what it takes, can't do it, not good enough. My rebuttal to that is I've done hard things before, I've learned from mistakes, I've learned through failure, I'm gutsy, I, I do have what it takes. If you do that on repeat, that becomes that muscle that you're building, which is what Lachlan's describing. The thing for me when it comes to confidence is confidence to me is something that develops over time. So I've tried to reframe this, especially like since, you know, when I first started this podcast, I like, oh my gosh, like I remember Glenn who runs the group My Millennial Money he was originally the editor. So he would also edit the podcast. And when we started like, I don't know, nearly four years ago, we, we, we recorded our first one in like December, four years ago. And the first episode I ever did, I asked him to do like 59 micro edits of every single pause or um, <laughs> or any time that I said something that I didn't like, like the tiniest little edits. And he was like, I'm going to do this one time and one time only. <laughs> I will edit that. But he, he was like so annoyed. He was like, what? Like, just chill. Like, you're going to get yeah. better. And I think for me, my big learning with confidence is confidence is often a byproduct of being courageous. So like courage comes before confidence. Like the courage to do something you haven't done before comes before you're confident in it. Like it would be weird if your first time you ever do a podcast, you feel confident in it. That's probably delusion. Yeah. Like if you mm-hmm. walk in and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got this and you've never done it before, like you're probably a little bit delusional. But if you walk in and you're like, I'm bold and gutsy and courageous, yeah, I'm going to learn stuff. But that skill to me, the skill and the muscle of courage before confidence is more important because then over time when you demonstrate, I'm going to do this again and again and again, and then I've recorded 200 podcast episodes, now I'm confident in it. But like how do you exercise Lachlan the courageous muscle that's going to lead to you feeling confident in whatever skill it is that you're trying to build.